special thank you to our sponsor, Associated Industries of Massachusetts, also known as AIM. AIM is the largest business association in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. To learn more about AIM, you can visit aimnet.org. That's A-I-M-N-E-T dot org. Hi, I'm Juliet Mayers. Welcome to Entering the Inspiration Zone with Juliet Mayers, a podcast for business professionals and entrepreneurs seeking positive connection and professional development. As an accomplished author, speaker, DEI strategist, and member of Forbes Coaches Council, I am living the dream, and I love helping others achieve their dreams. Each episode, I will share with you actionable steps that you can take to build the work and life you've imagined. Welcome to episode five of Entering the Inspiration Zone. In today's episode, we're going to talk about communicating with power. Communication is the cornerstone of building a brand, establishing credibility, building trust. The how is as important as the what that we're communicating. In this age of e-communication, it's so easy to fall into bad habits and, quite frankly, to think tactically rather than strategically about our communication. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is how you can have breakthrough communications. Activating and aligning your communications plan for yourself is as important as doing your job, whatever that may be, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're inside of an organization, your personal communications plan should consist of ways in which you are marketing yourself and your value. It enhances or detracts from your personal brand equity. Now, <laughs> let me define for you how I define personal brand. And this is the definition that I use in my books as well. Your personal brand is the embodiment of who and what you represent in the minds of others. I'll say that again. Your personal brand is the embodiment of who and what you represent in the mind of others. And in this instance, the term equity, when I talk about brand equity, I'm talking about the value that your personal brand accumulates, just as when we think about a house and how a house accumulates equity, right? When the price goes up or the market is hot, you have more equity in your house. So too is the same for your brand. And so we want to be intentional about how we communicate because it has such a significant impact on our brand and our ability to be effective, which is really at the end of the day, what we're all about. So your relationships and how you manage them also lends a certain amount of currency and helps to position you for success. So all of this we need to take into account as we're thinking about our brand. And this is very much in line with the chapter in my book, The Guide to Strategic Networking. And while networking, as I define it, is very, very broad, in this instance, when we're talking about communications, I want you to think about communications also as a strategy and something that when I say broad, 
is infused into everything that you do. So be mindful of, of it and have a plan, essentially. So communicating in, with power is one's ability to effectively deliver a message which conveys the essence of your brand, whether that's verbal, nonverbal, whether you're seeking a job or whatever it is that you're trying to do. So to maximize your impact, you must carry yourself in a way and in a manner that garners respect, conveys confidence, credibility, and again, whether that's offline or online. So often I see people on social media who behave totally differently than they do in the workplace. And I'm not saying that we all need to be so stiff that we can't have fun among our friends and family and so forth. I would just say that you really need to be mindful because what is out there, you have no control of. So think about the impact if someone who you would like to oppress, impress or a client or whatever saw what you're publishing, would you feel comfortable? Would you feel comfortable if it showed up on the front page of the newspaper? Just saying. So by getting back to my communications message. So as I said, to maximize your impact, you want to carry yourself in a certain way and, and make sure you're being mindful and thoughtful about that. I also want to say that, you know, there are certain isms and issues that are present for many of us. And I think it's important to point that out, particularly given the work that I do around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so one's gender or how one defines or gender identity, race, all of it matters. And we have to be very, very cognizant of these things and acknowledge them, not necessarily be hampered by them, but acknowledge them. And also think about the role that those isms and those biases, whether conscious or unconscious, might play. And you know, this is not a course on bias right now or unconscious bias, but I do think it's important to think about how others may be perceiving you and receiving you and to factor that into how you communicate, what you communicate, and with whom. And of course, the higher the degree of trust and the higher degree of comfort, you know, that can all, all be managed. But like I said, it's not a course on, this is not a course, first of all, <laughs> it's not, the topic is not on bias, but I do want us to think about that, particularly for those who may be from a traditionally marginalized background. And I'll have more to say about that in a different episode. So I want to share with you too, a story from my very own career of how this whole concept of communication came front and center for me in terms of really leveraging and harnessing the power of communication and also harnessing the power of relationships and network to break through at a time where it was very, very difficult. And quite frankly, this was during, I won't say the exact year uh, because I don't want to necessarily point people out, but, but this was during a very, very difficult economic downturn. And in a former life, I was a marketing executive. And well, I guess I'm technically still in the business of marketing, but you know, I was in a formal marketing role as a, as a marketing executive. And I was in the precarious position of having to launch a brand new initiative that really was very important 
to both my career and to the company, but at a time where the environment, both for the country and for the company, were in pretty bad shape. People were being laid off, budgets were being slashed, and it was a a bit of a free fall, quite frankly, for a lot of people. And people were in survival mode as they are in these situations. Even today, as I'm recording this during the pandemic, there are people who are in survival mode. Yes, some people are getting jobs, but some people are still, particularly those who are in the service industry, are still in survival mode. But getting back to my story. So in this particular instance, I had to figure out a way to really get my message through and also figure out a plan of how to implement initiative, an initiative that was really a major milestone for me. And I had to think about it because at first, to be quite candid, I thought, well, how on earth am I going to do this? Uh, I I really should just say, absolutely not. This is not going to work. However, I made the decision to not throw up my hands and to not think of how unfair this might be perceived to be, but to think about how I could leverage the power of my network and how I could leverage the power of my brand equity to create a compelling message and to really craft a compelling vision so that others will be inspired to join me on this, what seemed like a uh, very flawed launch, (laughs) to be quite candid about it. And so because I had done the work of developing the relationships, because I had done the work of building networks, I was well positioned to really reach out to others for support and for help in this period where it was quite difficult and the resources just weren't there. So what did I do? I imagined success, which is what I always tell both my mentees and quite frankly, others in my books and so forth to do, how important it is to imagine the future, imagine what it is that you're trying to achieve and try to crystallize that as much as possible. Of course, backed by research and whatever else you need to do to build a case, right? So, so I did that and I was informally coaching people to throughout their situations. I thought, okay, it's time for me to take my own advice and to put that to work. And so that's exactly what I did. And so I craft this vision. I created a compelling story. I reached out to people and I documented this journey, documented the vision, created a communications plan. And of course, this is all in a formal setting. However, these same principles of having that vision, being clear about what you want, creating a compelling story and a vision and rallying people apply to just about any situation. So the good news is it worked. I was able to get the initiative launched. I was able to get resources, not just my own, but others and to inspire others to participate and to take action. And so that was the good news. But at the end of the day, effective communications comes down to how we deliver messages and how we do so in ways that are powerful. And this is also true when it comes to promoting your personal brand, you as a brand. And ultimately, you want to activate 
the allies and the ambassadors and people that will help you spread the word, people that will help you get your messages out. And that requires consistency. It requires being thoughtful. It requires really taking into account who your audience is, the messages that you want to convey, and being intentional and deliberate about them. So what I want to do at this point is share with you some of the, what I call the high impact tips for communicating with power. And there are quite a few of them, but I'm going to go through them because I think that to the extent that you are able to glean, whether it's one or two nuggets from this, hopefully you can apply this to something that will be helpful to help you become more effective at your communications. So tip number one, always approach your communications with a high degree of professionalism and respect other people's time. And by that, I mean, that could be as simple as if I'm asking someone for feedback or I'm asking someone to contribute, trying to allow them the time and the space to be able to do that so that I can get a high quality product from them. And it works in both ways. Now, in all candor, am I always able to do that myself? (laughs) No. But like I said, this is not about perfection, but it's about putting in place the principles to help you to advance in such a way that you'll become even more effective. So moving on to tip number two, use proper communication, punctuation, and so forth in your emails and really in all forms of communication, whether it's in the workplace or in social media, which of course, among your family and friends, you can be a little more casual, that's okay. But even so, be respectful still and have your communications reflect who you are and the brand you want to portray. Tip number three, seek opportunities to present and to speak both inside of your organization or if you're at your own company, your own sidekick, wherever it is, because it is through practice that we all develop. And I wouldn't say perfection, but we all get better, right? I am constantly striving to improve, and we all want to be in that space of continuous improvement. Tip number four, prepare for your speech or presentations. And I'm not saying that every speech, every presentation is as at the same, you know, has the same risk level, the same intensity where everything's on the line. However, One of the things that I think is important, particularly when you're introducing others, take the time to at least read their bio and you want to be, you know, friendly and approachable, but at the same time, it's a little off-putting when you see people reading word for word as if they've never seen anything about the person before. So just a little pet peeve of mine. So take the time to prepare, prepare as best you can. Tip number five, present and communicate with passion. If you're bored about your topic, others will be too. So let's uh, try to get a little energy behind that and pick 
a time of day, if you have control over that, that you know is a high energy time for you. Tip number six, prepare for meetings as you would a presentation regardless of your role. And so this has to do with now, if you are leading the meeting, take the time to think through the role of the participants and what are their interests, what would be a way of including them. Be clear about your objectives and what it is that you want from them. Of course, you want to send an agenda and things such as that. And again, be respectful of their time. Tip number seven, actively engage when you are a participant rather than the meeting leader. So not all meetings you're going to be leading. Sometimes we're participants. But even if you're a participant, you can show interest, whether it's nodding, affirming others, asking thoughtful questions. All of these are part of communicating. And you want to communicate interest and have some sort of a contribution, even if you're not the primary person. Tip number eight, listen, listen, listen. Did I say listen? (laughs) Listen intently and be engaged. And that is also a form of respect. People can tell if you're zoned out. So try to do your best not to do that, particularly on Zoom, right? How many Zoom meetings are we in these days? or Teams, or whatever the platform you're in, really listen attentively. Tip number nine, pay attention to your body language and your facial expressions. You want to convey interest, not boredom. Tip number 10, follow through on your actions and do what you say you're going to do. Now, you may say, well, what does that have to do with communication? Well, again, Communication is an essential part of building your brand. And if you are someone who says you're going to do something and you don't, that also can have, in this case, a negative impact on your brand equity. And we don't want that, right? Tip number 11, connect with your audience. You have an audience every single day right? It's not just about the people who are keynote speakers. You have an audience, you have, whether they're your coworkers, your subordinates, executives, mentees, put yourself in their shoes and ask the basic who, what, where, when, how relative to interpersonal connections, because you want to connect with them meaningfully. Tip number 12, we're getting there. <laughs> And is, aren't you glad this is a podcast? You can just re-listen if you miss part of it. Create an environment that makes others feel comfortable connecting with you. So try to increase the comfort level by making sure that you are, whether it's learning something about them, nodding, you know, making sure the environment is the right environment. Uh, so think about them and what would make them feel comfortable. Tip number 13, examine your communications to mitigate bias. I'll say that again. Examine your communications to mitigate bias. I didn't say eliminate. And I know this might be controversial for some who think you can eliminate bias. But I think scientists have shown, demonstrated at this point that bias is a part of the human being. If you have a brain, you have bias. And so the goal is try to 
actively work to mitigate bias. And that means, first of all, you need to figure out what triggers you may have in terms of bias and what are your blind spots. And there are lots of other ways to do that. I encourage you, if you haven't done so, to take an unconscious bias course. I have one myself. (laughs) I, I do a lot of work around that in my diversity, equity, and inclusion work. But how you communicate, and this one is is really, really critical, how you communicate with people who are not like you, whether you realize it or not, they are translating what you're saying, how you're saying it, and when you're saying it into, is this person respectful of me? Do they see me? So you want to make sure that you absolutely pay attention to what you're, what might be triggers for them, what may be perceived as disrespectful to them, what may be seen as microaggressions for them into part of your communications. And last, but certainly not least, and I could go on with probably 20 tips, but I'm going to stop at 14, (laughs) is be gracious. We're in this time right now of everyone, just, just about everyone that I know is dealing with something whether it's elder care issues, whether it's children, whether it's working from home, getting used to a new work environment, transitions, what have you. And don't assume that there's negative intent when someone does make a mistake or does do something, does communicate in a way that you don't think is the right way. Be gracious. So even though I've given you all of these wonderful tips, At the end of the day, assume positive intent and be gracious and forgiving when communications faux pas do happen and keep it moving. So that brings me to the end of this podcast. Thank you for joining us on Entering the Inspiration Zone. Until next time, we would love to hear from you. So if you'd like to join our mailing list, please send an email to info at inspirationzonellc.com. That's info at inspirationzonellc.com. And be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Thank you and have a fabulous day.